man, what a Super Bowl Sunday. Man, it was a crazy night, a crazy game to watch. The Chiefs and the Buccaneers, Super Bowl 55. It was a straight beat down. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers put on a dominant performance. I was shocked. I could not believe that the Chiefs held, I mean, the Buccaneers held the Chiefs to nine points. If somebody would have told me that the Chiefs would have nine points in the Super Bowl, I would have said, you're playing yourself. You're crazy. There is no way a Patrick Mahomes-led offense with Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, McCole Hartman, Sammy Watkins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and the crew would be held to nine points. I would have never believed them in a billion years. But guess what, people? It happened. It's football, it's sports, and anything can happen. And watching this game shows you why defense wins championships. This is my show, show this podcast with your to the Chris J. I love the sports and love me back. All I got to say is this. The Buccaneers were the better team last night. And watching that performance, that was probably one of the best defensive performances I've seen in a long time because I was saying some weeks ago that the Chiefs offense, they may be the best offense since mankind. Since mankind, I said that some weeks ago. And for the Buccaneers to have a game like that, to play cover two, cover two safety, basically double teaming Tyreek Hill the whole game, playing a zone, they were determined. They are not going to let Tyreek Hill beat us like the previous game. Because in week 12, Tyreek Hill had had 269 receiving yards, 203 yards in the first quarter. And so some weeks ago, the Buccaneers watched film, and they were determined that Tyreek Hill is not going to beat us. Somebody else had to do that. And the Buccaneers, everything worked. They played cover two the whole night. They stayed in that same defense. Ty Bowles did his job. I took my hat off to him, and the Buccaneers are the champions. They beat the Chiefs 31 to 9. Tom Brady, my God. Tom Goat Brady is the best quarterback in the history of football. He's the greatest athlete in the history of football. He's the greatest leader in the history of sports. Seven championships in a game like football, a sport like football. Football is not like basketball, not like baseball. It's the best out of seven game series. No, football is one game. It's one game. So for one guy to be playing in 10 Super Bowls and he's won seven, and he probably should have more, but he has seven Super Bowls. And to be with a new team, a new system, a new head coach, new players, new city, it was COVID, no OTAs, no preseason. For a guy to come in his first season and win for a franchise that that has not won since 2002, hasn't been to the playoffs in some years, since 2007, I believe. And for Tom Brady to win this way, to beat the Washington Redskins, go on the road and beat the Saints, be, well, go on the road and win every game in Washington, beat the Saints, Drew Brees, who is a Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the best we've ever seen, to beat Aaron Rodgers, who's a top 10 quarterback all time, and to beat Patrick Mahomes, who most people say is the new baby goat. 
when it's all said and done, he can be the player that can be better than Tom Brady. But last night, we shown you, everybody's seen why Tom Brady will always be the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes is not the GOAT, and he will never be the GOAT. Period. Mahomes is a great quarterback. I love some Pat Mahomes. He's a bad man. He is special to watch. He's the real deal Holyfield. He's a once-in-a-generation talent at the quarterback position. But he's no Tom Brady, meaning he's not a leader like Tom Brady. People rave on Tom Brady. They rave about him, how he makes everybody better. He ups your game, the confidence level. It's just having Tom Brady, just people want to run through a wall for him. To be in sports, what people say about you mean a lot because, of course, you got to be talented. But you can't coach leadership. That's something that's got to be inside you. Having that heart, having that killer instinct, holding everybody around you accountable. And to me, that ups everybody's game because they see they have a leader that would do anything for them. Tom Brady and LeBron James, they are the two best leaders in sports history. The two best leaders in sports history is Tom Brady and LeBron James. Because you think about LeBron James, everywhere he goes, he t- they win. He changes that culture in a blink of an eye. In a blink of an eye. Two, last week, I had a podcast talking about Tom Brady and LeBron James and how we need to appreciate their greatness. Because we're never going to see this again, people. Seriously. For both of these guys to play in 10 Super Bowls, 10 championships for the NBA is unheard of. So for Tom Brady to beat Patrick Mahomes, outdo a Pat Mahomes, is something that would never be forgotten about. 20 or 30 years down the line, we'll be talking about this game. Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, Florida. The Buccaneers dominated that high-powered Chiefs offense that we have never seen been held before. They didn't score a touchdown. They did not score a touchdown. The defense played perfect. They played a perfect game. If you hold a Patrick Mahomes to zero touchdowns in the game, 270 yards, 26 of 49 passing, he had 49 attempts to get to 270 yards. That's not a good game. His passing rate was like 55. He was not efficient, not that good. They rattled him. And I was saying, going to this game, the Chiefs were down some offensive linemen, some the injury, some the COVID. That plays an effect. That plays a huge effect because the key with every great team that wins championships, they have a good O-line. Patrick Mahomes is great, but let's credit that O-line too. Let's credit them. They gave Patrick Mahomes enough time to sit in that pocket and dance and do those great passes, no-look passes, down-the-field passes that we've always seen him do. And with those injuries, you seen he didn't have any time. He was running for his life. I've never seen Patrick Mahomes run so many times in his life. This guy ran for running around the field all night. He ran 33 yards on five rushes. But he was running, just running, getting sat because the Buccaneers' front four was getting to him. Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable, but without that offensive line, you don't have enough time, and and you have to wait for Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill to get open. He didn't have any time. So, to me, he did not play a great game. I don't want to hear nothing about, yes, Patrick Mahomes is great. 
He will win more championships in his career. He will. Because the Chiefs, if they stay healthy, they're in the AFC, which is a weaker conference. I believe the Chiefs will be back next year. If everybody's healthy, because they'll be highly motivated. Because the AFC, you got the Bills, you have the Ravens, and you have a couple more teams. I do believe that the, the Chiefs will be the favorite. Depends how everything's happened with injuries and team and with teams, things happen every year. Roster change like that on football. It's a business, so we understand that. But right now, I believe they are the favorite out of the AFC. I do believe that. Patrick Mahomes, right now, right now, this this was the first game that I seen that he didn't play great. This is like probably a stain on his short career so far because everything else has been excellent. But from a grading perspective, he got an F. He got an F last night. He got an F, period. I don't care what anybody says. Don't blame the officials on the defense side of the ball. Oh, bad call for, bad calls for the Buccaneers to help them score touchdowns. No. The Chiefs were having crucial mistakes that they don't usually do. And to me, it came back to bite them. Versus a guy like Tom Brady, if you get penalties, he's going to make you pay. And that's what he did. The first half was 21 to 6. With 21 to 6, some of those penalties were fair penalties. They were very fair. Because I believe the Chiefs had 11 penalties for the game. In the first half, they had 8 penalties for 95 yards. In a championship game, you cannot have eight penalties in the first half. I don't care who you are. I don't care who's your quarterback, who's your receiver, who's your head coach. I don't care who's playing out there. You had eight penalties. You got to be smart. Offsides penalties in a neutral zone. You can't do that. Tripped up Mike Evans. Pass interference. Simple. Mike Evans had him beat. If Mike Evans was not tripped up, that would have been a touchdown. So it was pass interference. Holding. It was fair. The only call that I disagree with was with Tyron Matthew and Mike Evans. That ball was not catchable. And to me, Tyron Matthew, that was a bad call. That's the one call that I agree with on Matthew right there. But all the other calls were fair. You can't hold a receiver or just grab him. You can't do that. And so, and people saying it was bad calls. So, what if the Chiefs would have still scored? Would have won that game last night. Okay, say the Chiefs would have still scored in the first half on those bad penalties. People wouldn't even be saying nothing like that. Just the fact that Chiefs were getting waxed, blown out, something people have never seen before. Since Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, he has never gotten beat, I think, by double digits, I don't believe. If correct, he's been that efficient, that incredible. But it shows you, when all your pieces aren't there, all your horses aren't there, he's not the same player. Meaning, you got to have the pieces around Patrick Mahomes or, or any quarterback because nobody can do it by themselves. Yes. So, people, when you credit Patrick Mahomes, credit the offensive line, credit the fact that he has Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, B. Cole Hartman, who did not show up last night at all. Travis Kelsey had a great game still. The guy had, I believe, 10 receptions for 155 yards. The first half was very tough. He didn't do much. 
But the second half in that fourth quarter, Patrick Mahomes got going a little bit. And to me, this was the biggest key for, for the Chiefs that they didn't do. The first half, they didn't establish the run game. But in the third quarter, the first drive, the Chiefs had a good, some good runs from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He had some really good runs. And to me, I feel like the Chiefs should have stuck with the run game more. They were just trying to pass the ball all night. Think about the cover two. To break the cover two, you've got to establish the run game. You have to run the football. And when you run the football, that allows the play action to work. So now you put pressure on Todd Bowles in that defense, meaning, man, man, the run game is working, so now we got to get out the cover two or play a man maybe. And that could free up Tyree Kill, a Travis Kelsey, a Miko Harden because no one can guard Tyree Kill one-on-one. He's too fast. He's just too scary of an athlete. He's the most dangerous receiver in football, period. Tyree Kill, in my opinion, he is the best receiver in the NFL. That's just me. People, been, people could disagree on it. But quite frankly, I don't care what you think. He's the best receiver, just saying. But it shows you why when you have a good defense and strategy and great coaching, that can neutralize a great player any day of the week, period. And the Bucks offense, man, they should get some love. The offense was great play calling. It was some great call from Tom Brady. One player that should get the love is Leonard Fournette. When Leonard Fournette first got to Tampa, first couple weeks, he was not playing that good. The last couple of games, Leonard Fournette got a rhythm. He caught fire. He had a great game last night. The guy had 16 rushes for 89 yards, and he had 46 yards on passing yards. He was playing a good game. Leonard Fournette, I thought it was a chance that he could have won MVP besides the Todd Bowles-led defense and Leonard Fournette. And Rod Gronkowski, he showed you why he is the tight end GOAT. Right now, Trevor Kelsey is probably the best tight end right now. But you talk about a career, who's the GOAT tight end? That's Rod Gronkowski. When pressure's at the highest, Gronk shows up. That's, that's true greatness. When everybody's watching, when, when everything is boiling, he's boiling, and you still show up and come through, that's true greatness. And Gronkowski is the greatest tight end I've seen in my life, in my opinion. He's the best tight end. Better than Gronk. Better than Gonzalez to me. Better than Antonio Gates. Better than them all. From, from my lifetime standpoint, from my 25 years of life, he's the best tight end I, I've seen, Rob Gronkowski. And, man, and, and I just can't brave about the running game. Ronald Jones played great, too. He had a good, solid game. And I'm just so excited, the Buccaneers, that a team that, that, that has not won in, in forever since 2002, I believe like 18 or 19, like 17 or 18 years ago, a team is back on the top. Timber Bay is back on top. Timber Bay is lit. The city is crazy. Think about this. Timber Bay, they won the Stanley Cup final. They went to the World Series and lost, unfortunately, and went to the Super Bowl and won. So in hockey, baseball, and football, Tampa Bay has went to the championship and won two out of three. The city is crazy right now. This week for the parade is going to be even crazier in Tampa. It's going to be so crazy, and I will be there, people. I will be there in attendance, shouting them out. I want to say this, though, man. Um, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is still, to me, he's from my hometown, Douglas, Georgia. 
He's from the crib, so I gotta show little Tyreek Hill, no matter what. Seven receptions for 73 yards. The first couple quarters were very rough for him because he's so dangerous, you gotta double team him. But he still had seven catches for 73 yards. He still caught some passes in the fourth quarter to try to just try to just stop the bleeding some far at the game. But Tyreek Hill, you know, I'm proud of you, bro. You still from my hometown. You've done great things for my city, for our city. And I appreciate you. Tip my hat off to you. The city still loves you. We love you no matter what because you are the greatest athlete to ever come through Coffee County, South Georgia, period. And you are putting the South Georgia on the map because you have changed the culture for sports and football. You are the culture, Tyreek Hill. You are the standard. So I appreciate you, Tyreek Hill, for just being you and being great. And you will bounce back from this. You will bounce back for next year and be the best receiver like you are right now. So Tyreek Hill, I didn't forget about you. You are the real deal. And you are still the best wide receiver in the NFL, hands down. But this shows about the Bucks because the Bucks are the champions of the Super Bowl world. They are the champions. They are the best team this year. And to me, I'm very excited, man, to be in Tampa Bay, to be in Tampa where it's set. And the question is, what would the Buccaneers do this offseason? Because, you know, it's this, like, uh, the Buccaneers only have 30 guys that's on the roster, like, under contract. Everybody else is pretty much free agents. So, who's going to come back next year? Who's leaving? Who's staying? Because it's a business. Everybody's not going to be back. Some people are, and some won't because, you know, what money comes in, contracts, players want to get paid. So, so, that's definitely understandable. But with Tom Brady, players see Tom Brady, they want to play with him. So, even the players leave some players, it will be some players that will want to sign with Tom Brady and contend for a championship because the Brady's culture was real. Brady is the system. He's the system everywhere he goes. Same with LeBron. He is the system. He is the system. So that's just the question mark. Who will come back for the Bucks next year? Because I believe if they have their main core coming back, keep that defense there. Keep keep Todd Bowles. Uh, Bruce Aarons already said he'll be back next year. So see what they do in the offseason because they have a great chance to repeat. And in my opinion, I believe the Buccaneers will be the favorite to win the title next year. For the Vegas odds, they will be the favorite to me because you are the defending champions. And you put a dominated performance on the Chiefs. If everybody comes back or you have a solid roster, imagine that defense. They will be a tough team to beat because the Buccaneers, they have some players on the defensive side of the football. Man, they put a performance of the ages on those Chiefs that people thought were just untouchable. So that shows you in sports, anything can happen. I don't care who you are, who's on your roster. It does not matter. That defense can cause havoc and cause trouble, get to the quarterback and disrupt and disrupt. And that's what they did. Tom Brady is 43 years old, people. 43 years old. He has seven championships and 10 appearances. And he's still not done yet. He said last night, he's next year, let's run it back. He's coming back. What if Tom Brady wins next year? 
What if Tom Brady wins eight Super Bowls? He's already beating the odds. The guy has won two Super Bowls over the age of 40. He's been at three. Versus the Eagles, he was 40 years old. When he beat the Rams, the Rams, he was 41 years old. And he beat the Chiefs, he was 43 years old. Since Tom Brady has been 37, 37, he's been to five Super Bowls and he's won four. So later in his career, you can argue he's had a better career from 37 to 43 than when he was in his young days. You can argue that. Because when he was in his young years, he was a great quarterback. But he wasn't the best quarterback in the league. He wasn't, because people say it was Peyton Manning of the best quarterback. Brady was, Brady was, as far as the postseason, always clutch. But from the public's eye, he wasn't that guy that he is today. He wasn't. When he won versus the, I believe, the Rams versus the greatest show on turf, I think in 2001, he was a good quarterback, but he wasn't, he wasn't, I don't think, a great quarterback yet. He was still learning, but he still beat that, won that game because the defense played great, but Brady still showed clutch moments. They won that Super Bowl 20-17, and when he faced the, the, I think, the Panthers, he showed out. Beat the Panthers 32-29, beat Jake Delon and Steve Smith. Beat that crew. And he beat the Eagles with Terrell Owens, Dumb, and McNall. They won 24-21. Tom Brady. I believe that year for the MVP, Deion Branch won the MVP that year. But forearm versus the Rams and versus the Panthers, Tom Brady was MVP. Both those Super Bowls. And so for him and to have that, those losses versus the Giants, Eli Manning in 07 and 2011, and have that 10-year drought, not a 10-year drought where he didn't win a Super Bowl. You know, I think those years, all those years that he didn't win, he was the best quarterback in the league. So from about those eight or nine years, I believe Tom Brady was the best quarterback in the league then, but he wasn't winning at the time. But when he got older, he got smarter. And he's even better now than back then because we want, like once you get older, kind of like wine, wine gets better with age. Tom Brady's like fine wine. Tom Brady, LeBron James, and and these athletes these days, it seems like age is age just a number to them. They get better with age because you're smarter, you're wiser, you know where you want to be. You, it's kind of like playing chess. You're playing chess, but people are playing chuckles. Tom Brady's playing chess, people. He's playing chess. He's making chess moves, and people out in this world in the NFL are making. Not chess moves. Simple. They're playing checkers. Just saying. TB12 is making chess moves. He went in Tampa because he's seen the potential. He's seen they have weapons. They have a receiving core. And he got AB there, Grunt there, Fournette. They want to play with Tom Brady. And last night, the player that he got to come play with him all showed out. Gronkowski, AB, and Leonard Fournette all scored touchdowns. Yes. The Buccaneers, the GM of Tom Brady is genius. He's the GM, a head coach. He's everything in one. He's the system. Bruce Aarons, he even said sometimes he would let Tom Brady coach because 
Brady's like a coach on the field. He's a GM. He knows what you need. And that's what he did. And Bill Belichick, I'm going to get on you right now. You are a sorry GM. From far as a head coach, yes, you are the GOAT head coach. You won six championships and nine appearances, yes. And you won two as offensive coordinator. But from a, from a GM perspective, you're trash. Because you don't want to spend money. You don't want to pay players. You don't want to build your roster. It's like this. Tom Brady, if you would have treated like Tom Brady, like royalty, and just helped him out somewhat, giving him weapons on the offensive side of the bat football ball, he would have stayed in New England. But you didn't want to. You got your pride too big. I didn't need Brady. I don't want Brady. I want to do it without Brady. And what you did this year, didn't make the playoffs. 79, you sorry, Joker. But Tom Brady proved to you why he got the last laugh. He got the last laugh. My first year in Tampa, knew everything. New system, new city, new people, knew everything. And COVID year, couldn't even practice. And I still won. And next year, hopefully, everything get back to normal. The Buccaneers will have OTA practice. They, they actually can practice and get a better flow and rhythm of playing with each other. And they will be more dangerous. So I won't be surprised if we back here around the time next year for the Bucs repeat in L.A. What's up? I go to La La to watch Tom, Tom Brady play. Chris J go to L.A. I go to L.A. and fly right now next year. Go see Tom Brady play because Brady is the real deal Holyfield. I won't be surprised next year if the Super Bowl is the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers part two. Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes again. Can Tom Brady beat the GOAT? Or will Brady beat him again? That would be that's just something that could happen next year. I know it's a long season, people, but I'm excited. I love the sports and it loves me back, people. I love the sports and it loves me back. I'm your host, Christopher Jordan, so I love what I do, people. For people just hearing my podcast, I just want to know, I love this. This is what I this is what I want to do for my career. Doing what I love to talk about sports, talk my smack, definitely basketball. Basketball is just a different story. But football right now is all about the topic right now with, with the Buccaneers and how they beat those Chiefs. And to me, one person I cannot let off the hook seeing this game is Andy Reid. Andy Reid made no adjustments. He made no adjustments. Tyreek Hillman said in his post-game interview, they didn't prepare the, for the Buccaneers to play a zone. They spent in the man. So it seemed like to me, if Andy Reid seemed like they were going to be the cover two all night, it seemed like common sense would be, okay, they're in a the cover two. So I'm going to need Clyde Edwards-Solaire to eat. I'm going to need that from him. Because if he gets going the run game like they had going and started the third quarter, but they got away from it, that could have maybe forced them to put pressure on the Bucs. The Bucs didn't really have any pressure last night because from start, from they were up most of the game. Like they didn't really have any pressure. Like the Bucs were the, they were just the aggressors. They wanted it. And sometimes when you're in these type of games, you got to put pressure on the team you're facing. You got to put pressure on them. That's something you have to do. And that's something the Bucks did and the Chiefs failed to do. And the Buccaneers are champions, people. 
people listen to my podcast, the first thing I want to tell y'all is subscribe to the podcast. It's your business podcast with your tutor, Chris J. Yes, I love the sports and it does love me back, and I look good doing it. I'm a Jordan, I got swagger, and I got drill. And guess what, people? I just know my sports. The second thing, people, tell your friend, tell a girlfriend, tell a boyfriend, whoever you're dating, you're married to, whatever. You spread the word, subscribe. Third thing, people, people, you know, I just want to just make change in this world, inspire, motivate, you know, grind and hustle, and just do our do I love to do and just give back you know help the youth build the next generation because it's not about me it's always about the next generation about helping others helping people that's something I want to do and that's something I'm doing currently right now and for just people hearing my podcast I just want to be real I don't want to be no fake person be someone that's that's yes that's relatable people can relate to and I'm somebody I've always been an honest straightforward guy I'm not going to sugarcoat anything from life sports and just being around me you know so people I love y'all go Bucks go they won a championship Tampa gonna be lit this week the parade gonna be crazy and I'm excited for the Buccaneers and the Chiefs it was a great season you guys were the best team all year but in football it's one game and you didn't play your best game. And the Buccaneers played their best game last night. And hey, and you gotta tip their head off to the Buccaneers. You gotta respect the Buccaneers for what they did and still respect the Chiefs because they are a great football team. And Tyreek Hill, you know, like I said, I'm from my hometown. So, you know, keep grinding, get better, and, you know, try to get back next year. I'm out. Chris J. Love y'all.